0: Just let me know if you All right, great. Tonight we have another fantastic program, which is we have our guest already here, Dr. James Strout, co-founder and managing member of Stealth RD LLC. The Stealth Coin Picker was created on a dedicated blockchain in 2014. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Um, As a matter of fact, it's going to be... And we have Mark. How are you? I am
1: fine, sir. How are you?
0: Good, 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 good. It definitely is exciting tonight. Uh, We have a a lot to cover. We'll do a little monologue right now. Uh, The current economic situation, the the market has been taking a hit this week. Uh, The inflation... Uh, food prices are just going through the roof. Uh, There's rumors that during the summer, there may be an issue with uh, truckers delivering food uh, all throughout the country. I mean, we have the issue on the southern border. Uh, A lot is going on. And the crypto uh, industry, the crypto they're going through the whole roof. I mean, the
1: people are just really getting excited <laughs> about crypto uh, and tonight I thought, we'll, uh, we Bitcoin have coin was falling. I thought Bitcoin was falling last week. No no, Bitcoin is part of it there's a lot more than
0: Bitcoin oh, Bitcoin yes. is the big shot yes. but dr. Strout, who's the expert on on this he'll he'll come on and and and, and give us a, a little a lesson on on what is. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, blockchains, and so many, so many different things that, uh, I mean, it's very, very challenging to really yes, deal with yes, a lot. No. Of, uh,
1: I'm, I'm going to be all ears, Cisco, because uh, <laughs> the extent of my knowledge of cryptocurrencies uh, can be described in Italian, and it's Ungatangul, I know nothing about it. <laughs> well well
0: it, uh, let me put it this way: when the Federal Reserve Bank is going into the crypto business because they're creating a a crypt, a digital credit bank and when when you have uh, Tom Brady as as dr. Strout has, has mentioned, and a lot of the football teams and professional sports they're going to start paying some of these players in. In crypto, uh, digital currency. Oh, that's an interesting
1: that's, dilemma for government because how do they tax that? Because it's not dollars.
0: Yeah, I wonder well, how they would approach that. That's one of the. That's one of the things that we'll, we'll be talking. Uh, of Many things we'll be talking with Dr. Stroud on that. Uh, the other. The other part of this is the. Complex of a, a lot of this, and I think. I'm excited. I'm totally excited. I can't can't wait. But I want to touch on one thing. Uh, There was a report out of New York that the New York Mets and the New York Yankees are going to have uh, a a section for vaccinated people and and a section for unvaccinated people. And I found that interesting. I would never have thought that we would have that type of scenario, but we will be having that uh, in New York. And I think uh, all major professional sports will be going in that direction. But that's for another topic. Dr. Stroud, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the to Broadcasting politics, Cisco and the Fall Zone Hour.
2: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh, definitely. So I've been looking forward ever since I, I was able to get you on, on, on the show uh briefly how did you get involved in in in, uh in the crypto ipo crypto industry
2: okay well uh yeah i mean this actually goes back a long way since uh you touched on seems like you touched on politics a little bit there it's interesting in 2008 you touched on the economics too in 2008 if you remember everything crashed uh, the, the markets crashed, the stock markets, and uh, at that at that point in time, you know, I was like everybody else. I wanted to know who, you know, who was who was responsible for this thing, and uh, so I got into into po- politics, just you know, mm. reading politics like a lot of people, and uh, one t- one news story they had one time was somebody per- uh, claimed to have gotten a hold of Mitt Romney's tax records. And they wanted a million Bitcoin uh, to keep them, to release those tax records. And that's the first time I'd heard of Bitcoin. Uh, and so I, I didn't investigate it because all I knew back then was, you know, um, maybe it was – they didn't say it was a cryptocurrency or anything. They just said it was Bitcoin. I thought it was Farmville Points or something. Like I didn't really know what it was. Then about then a couple of years later, I heard about it again, and I but I remember the 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 price they mentioned at that time was a dollar. I heard it about again, and it was two hundred dollars. And I I thought to myself, what in the heck could go from a dollar to two hundred dollars? And so then I started researching it. Um, Of course, we know now. uh, I looked at the price today; it's over fifty six thousand dollars. So it's went up a lot since the second time I looked at it. Um, and, but at that point, um, you know, I decided I was going to try to buy Bitcoins and there was a hangout at my bank. By the time I could get my hands on a Bitcoin, um, I tried to start buying it $400. It went up to $866, but I managed to buy a couple of them. Um, and of course, like any, anybody else, you know, as soon as you get your hand on a cryptocurrency or a stock or anything, you're a trader. And so <laughs> I started, I started trading it. And pretty soon I was you know broke, so my two thousand dollar original investment went down to zero. But in that process, um, I really got interested in the technology so right. um, what I started to do was just find cryptocurrency projects because as you mentioned, you know Bitcoin is not the only cryptocurrency out right. there there are there are thousands of them, and I just uh, did what I you know became natural to me. I used to be a salesman. I just cold called projects and said, you know, can I help on your project? No, it didn't matter to me how small or silly the project was. I just wanted to help and learn. And so that's how I got into it. And then at some point in 2014, before I was into it a whole year, I decided, well, the best way to learn is to launch your own cryptocurrency, see what happens, see if you can keep the blockchain moving, which is, probably a technical concept, but it means to keep it going, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. But So, yeah, that's the story of my involvement.
0: Well, I'll I'll tell you, I'm technical because I'm in technology, and so I understand what blockchain is. It's it's, it's basically similar to a database, very structured. Uh, What I have learned about blockchain now is there's also ledgers. So when one block gets full, another block gets
2: created. Would that be an accurate way of looking at it? Yes. a blockchain is a database, and the database uh, represents a ledger. And um, just briefly, for anybody who isn't familiar with this concept, all a ledger is is there, it has a bunch of accounts. Like I have an account and you have an account.
0: Mm-hmm. The James
2: account and the Cisco account. And if I send you a dollar, the James account gets reduced by a dollar and the Cisco account gets increased by a dollar. And a ledger keeps track of all those transactions. And uh, that's really what Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency is. It's a, it's a d- database that's distributed among a many different computers, they all have the same copy, and that database represents a ledger where it that is pretty much one account uh, going down, another account increasing by that much when there's a transfer, and that's all it is. And uh, I can just address one quick question that might fill everybody's mind at this moment. You know, what is so special about this? Well, the thing is, is that you have everybody can run a copy of the Bitcoin software on their computer, and their ledgers can all agree with each other, but they never have to consult each other, nor do they have to consult an authoritative individual who will say what the right state of the ledger is. And that, how they achieve that technologically is is quite uh, detailed, but it's that is what the, where the magic is is that technological innovation to keep everybody's copy of the ledger similar or the, exactly the same without consulting any third party. So the blockchain blockchain basically,
0: when it comes to security, how does that? Where where does the blockchain differ? In security, in the security aspect of it.
2: Yeah. So by security, the way in blockchain technology we think about security is can somebody take the same money and spend it twice? That's the heart of the problem. Can I take the same Bitcoin and spend it with you and spend it with somebody else? And the way that's achieved, this is where the deep stuff is. Um, The way that's achieved, if I can try to explain it briefly, is that there are uh, miners out there. That's what they're called, miners, whose computers are doing work. But they're doing work in a provable way. Like they can burn, you know, 10 pounds of coal worth of electricity, and, and you can prove that. Um, cryptographically it can be proven mathematically that they burnt that much energy and here's the kicker whoever burns the most energy is the person who's who you uh, take their word for the state of the ledger for that particular block which a block it may sound complicated all it is is it's just a set of transactions you know there's There's a bunch of transactions in this block, and there's about the same amount of transactions in this block, and each block follows the other. And so people go into a competition, miners across the world, see who can burn the most electricity, literally, and then um, whoever burnt the most and got the best results gets to choose that block. And the thing is, um, they get a reward for that block. Right now, I think the war reward is six and a half bitcoins, and that's actually quite a lot of money. Six and a half times fifty-six thousand. I can't do the math in my head, but it's it's close to four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. And they they get that money, um, and for that block, so they're invested in it. So they want to have they want to represent the blockchain with the greatest amount of fidelity so that their Bitcoins are worth the most amount of money. They don't want to undercut their own investment. Their investment is in the equipment and the energy. So here you have this race. Who can burn the most energy for this amount of time or prove that they burn the most? They get the reward. And the thing is, is in order to have a, more, uh, a, be, a, a word that people will take more, uh, with more fidelity – you know, you have to burn more energy, so you have to make a greater investment than the next guy. So this, it, it's really simple conceptually. You're just burning electricity, but it's a, it's a very deep um, technological advance. even has a fancy name called um, the a solution to the Byzantine generals problem, which is a mathematical problem. That's kind of going off into the weeds a little bit. But this concept of who can burn the most energy, and we take their word for the state of the ledger, it's simple conceptually, but it's, a, it's an incredible technological advance that has made cryptocurrencies possible.
0: So for the average, average individual who wants to invest, as I've mentioned to quite a few of my listeners, uh, that they want to invest, let's say, a dollar or $2? Like, someone invested in Doge, coin in the beginning, a couple of bucks, and now it's up
2: to, what, $500, $600? Dogecoin, uh, um, is at $0.60 cents today around there. It's bouncing around $0.60. Cents. Oh, what would those $200, what $2 be worth? Oh, wow, I don't know. Probably 600 or $700 depending on when you bought those. Yeah. Right. So, for the average
0: individual, individual who, who who wants to just go into the crypto, but what would be the process?
2: Well, um, yeah, so this depends on your country, strangely enough. In the United States, our options are limited because we have so many uh, banking and financial laws. But there are plenty of options. Probably the easiest way is to set up an account. At Coinbase, which I probably – people have heard of that because they recently had a public offering of their stocks. Right. Or another company called Gemini. Um, and also you can do it through a company called Bitrex, through an exchange called Bitrex. And um, with Gemini and, and uh, Coinbase, you can link it to your bank account very much like PayPal. So if anybody's used PayPal, you know, hey, your account's linked to it and you can spend from your bank account. Well, at these exchanges, you can spend from your bank account to buy cryptocurrency. At Bitrex, it's almost the same thing, but you just need a debit card and you can use your debit card to buy cryptocurrency. And at Gemini and Coinbase, they have a different set of cryptocurrencies that they offer. Everybody offers Bitcoin. Everybody offers Ethereum. But then after that, it starts to diverge. For example, you know, Gemini might have. Um, I think they just added Dodge, and Coinbase might have Chainlink. You know, and so there's different offerings after that. And, and Bitrex has a ton. You know, I can't even I can't even pretend to to list all of Bitrex's offerings. But that's basically how you do it. How you get your first cryptocurrency? Yeah, because I went
0: I went through Coinbase. And then from Coinbase, and you get create. Then you create. Uh, you buy the, the. I bought some Ethereum, and then from there, mm-hmm. I went through uh, for socks, basically w- w- using a smart contract. Which I wanted to ask you, a smart contract. How would you describe what a smart contract is?
2: A smart contract is basically programmable money. Um, and so what you can do uh, is, so basically, it's kind of interesting uh, as far as Ethereum goes, like if you can imagine some scenario where you could automatically transfer money somewhere or money can mm-hmm. get automatically transferred to you or you can run a computer program to do these transfers, you can actually do that with a smart contract. So, right. for example, uh, this is just – off the wall, just an example, but you can think of anything. Say you and I had a had a bet. you know Dodge would break a dollar by the end of the month. you know something like that. Um, one dodge coin is more than one dollar. We could put that bet on a smart contract, and from there, the smart contract could pay the winner at the end of the month, and the other, and the other individual. Uh, would not would not have any say over how that was executed because it was already encoded into the smart contract, and don 't think that it 's just betting it 's pretty much anything you can imagine and some of the uh, amazing applications that they've had have been um, uh, w- what I thought was the first killer app of smart contracts was the uh, i c o you could put coins up for sale and people could come buy them from your coin sale right on, on, the, uh, on, on Ethereum, and it would mediate everything. You didn't need any sort of um, escrow agent or anything like that. That's one example. Today, they have decentralized exchanges. These are quite amazing. They manage a smart contract, a computer program that is not controlled by anybody that's on one of these distributed systems called ethereum can handle all of the market making so the order book can be stacked close to the spot price the the orders can um you know on both the buy side and the sell side be nicely distributed so that nobody can take advantage of slippage what slippage is when you buy some coins and the price goes up or you sell some coins and the price goes down. And there's ways to game that on, a, on, a, on you know, markets that are not properly managed. Um, and it, you can have a complete distributed exchange where you can go buy and sell cryptocurrency um, without ever having to worry about finance laws or anything like that. And um, I've used those before, and um, they're a little slow. You know, and the fees are kind of high right now. That's one thing technologically they're working on. But yep. and they are a joy to use because you do not have to ask anybody what cryptocurrency you can buy and sell. And here in the United States there's lots of security laws and things like that. And we can't go you and I as US citizens, we can't go to an exchange that's centralized like Bitrex or Gemini or Coinbase and buy Say um, a coin that had that the government has deemed to be a security, and, but you can do that on a decentralized exchange. So these are just a few of the things that smart. If you, you asked about smart contracts, and here I am talking about exchanges. That's how diverse. <laughs> that's how diverse they are. You can code a complete exchange on a smart contract, and anything from there. And the uses people are making now are blowing me away. I mean, I've followed this technology since its inception really. And now I'm not, I I used, I've they're they're done surprising me because they can come up with something that's even cooler. And I'm not surprised they can come up with something so cool. So it's really incredible technology. Well, you know, one of
0: the things that I said to uh, myself that tonight I'm going to see how much I really know because you're an expert. (laughs) So, I bought Ethereum, and one of the things that was really good in the beginning was because the gas fees, the gas fees, which are the transaction fees, were low. Now that Ethereum went, it's up to 3600 the gas fees are out of this world. Yeah. And, and the difference, the reason I went for Ethereum was because it was decentralized instead of centralized like Bitcoin and like others. What's the advantage for our listeners out there when you're out there to get and purchase some crypto centralized, decentralized. I like the decentralized because I'm able to control it. Centralized a third party controls it.
2: Correct. Yes. So I mean that's the that's the root Case that basically anybody who gets into cryptocurrency and is you know develops this sort of passion for it, that's it right there. You know if you have uh, your, if you take it off an exchange and you put it in your own wallet, that's what they call it when you put mm-hmm. cryptocurrency uh, like on a phone wallet or a, there's these hardware wallets that are like USB drives. When you yes. put it there, they nobody can take it from you. Um, and there's many examples, a lot of people here in the U S probably are not familiar with the fact that your money can be taken away from you. There was a a bank, um, in um, I can't remember the country. It was called Sata bank. They closed everybody's account. And this happened to the banks in Cyprus, which is a country Mm -hmm. out in the Mediterranean somewhere close to Italy. They Shut down everybody's accounts, and people were just completely locked out of their accounts. And and there have been runs on the banks here. And the government, as you mentioned or alluded to, is is uh, inflation's going crazy. They're printing money. Um, They're setting up the economy for a for a bubble, which means a collapse and is potential. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but these are the sorts of this is a sort of environment where those things can happen. And when that collapses you're and people start to fear, you know, runs on the bank, when you go down to the bank and there's a big, long line around it, you may not get your money out. And uh, I was in Argentina whenever they had a yeah. similar financial problem, and people were lined up outside the banks, and, you know, people couldn't get their money out of an ATM or anything. I mean, we had – we we were able to travel with we had cash because we're traveling so it didn't affect us but the natives in argentina had a big problem these things can happen and uh, people think it may not be able to happen here in the united states but it has happened you're protected from that with bitcoin they're running on people are running on the bank and you have something that you can um you can pull from you can send it anywhere in the world it can get there in if it's bitcoin coin 10 minutes if it's ethereum it's like 15 seconds you can send it anywhere and you're in complete control of it and they can't take it away from you in an emergency so yeah that's de- decentralized all the way that's what cryptocurrency is all about yeah that's that's one of the reasons I I mean I
0: did some homework on it but one of the things that impressed me about uh, cryptocurrency is how many of the big companies very powerful companies and very wealthy investors like Mark Cuban Mark Cuban the mm-hmm. owner of the Dallas Mavericks he's very mm-hmm. heavily invested in Ethereum Tesla Mass Mutual Wells Fargo uh, I just heard Jamie Dimon the president of uh, of Chase all these companies now are going in the direction of the crypto world what's your perception and the reason that they're going in that direction. I mean in, in, into the crypto world.
2: Sure. I mean these guys um, you know they're they're heavily invested across uh, many assets. So if I had to read their minds and understand their motivation, they're only what their motivation is looking at the bottom line of their own holdings and for their shareholders and if they can buy an asset which they believe will appreciate in price they kick all philosophy to the side. They just buy that asset if, if they can make a case for it uh, in terms of profit, future profit. So I think that's their main motivation. Even Elon Musk, you know, he does have mm-hmm. quite a personality on social media. He was the richest guy for a while there. I don't know if his stocks dropped and now he's not,
1: but <laughs>
2: – um, he uh, he he's buying it just for the same reasons that anybody else who has a pure profit motive is buying it he just wants to see that asset go up and so um i mean if there's ever you know a lot of people say well if, if the cab driver is talking to you about something it's time to sell but i think if these guys are buying you know it it might be it might be worth looking into because they're they're going to uh, they're going to buy it at a time where when they can anticipate a profit in the future. Yeah, I, I think
0: I think the fact that uh, professional teams now are starting to pay some of their players in in, in, in crypto. I think that's another aspect. I mean, we're heading uh, we're heading towards a cashless society. Eventually, and it's, it will be a digital currency world, and Bitcoin. I mean, crypto would be will be a huge part of it. W- would you think
2: that that that's the, that would be the case? At the very, we're seeing the beginnings of it. Um, what I the, ble- the way I believe the technology will evolve is soon we will be transacting with cryptocurrencies, even decentralized ones, on a daily basis, and not really realize that we're doing that. For example, we use the Internet all of the time. Um, Maybe when – well, certainly any time we go and we make a credit card purchase, purchase, even if it's at the store with our credit card, that goes over the Internet every time. So we use the – like in the old days, people were wondering, well, you just use Internet for email. Well, now we use it and we don't even realize it. Maybe we go up and we put our key card on our gate, you know, if you live in a gated community, Mm -hmm. and that checks your the validity of your key card over the internet. So things, you know, things like that, it's ubiquitous. We use the internet all of the time in our cars, you know, for navigation. And so pretty soon I think cryptocurrency is going to be like that where we're settling transactions and there's a cryptocurrency that is perfectly designed for that and that's the settlement layer for the for our transactions even if we're Doing transactions denominated in, in dollars or euros or some other fiat currency, so that's the that's how I see the future playing out. We use it and we don't realize it. Well, China China
0: became the first country to actually convert a lot of the the yuan, which is their currency, into di- digital uh, into crypto into di- digital currency. That that that's a landmark that um,
2: I think a lot of countries are going to follow. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I need to, I have not, I do not know how they're, they've implemented that. I can guarantee you it's not going to be uh, decentralized. So the question is, you know, going back to your, uh, your assertion that decentralized was, was preferable. Um, yeah. I would rather hold a cryptocurrency that is decentralized rather than one that's, uh, issued by a central government, but um, I think it's it's quite interesting that they've done that, and I do think it it is a good you know um, forecast for how cryptocurrencies in in general are going to do, and I think the U.S. is probably going to have a, a, a cryptocurrency or you know a a digital dollar somehow, uh, but I would be interested to see how they implemented that. And this might be a good asset to hold. I mean, it would just be like holding cash. You know, if, if you expect the market conditions where you have a bunch of cryptocurrency, maybe you would need to divest out and you want to hold some dollars and maybe you, you would feel comfortable holding that. But to me, that would be just the same as a bank account and the government maybe knows whose dollars are whose and could freeze dollars. You know, you, you as somebody who's a little bit more, um, I would say, libertarian-minded, you know, um, that, that doesn't appeal to me as much. I like the decentralized thing. But I think it, is, I think it does um, bode well for the future of cryptocurrencies. You know, Dr. Stroud, I, 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 I'm a libertarian myself,
0: and I totally knew that when I got you on the program, I had a feeling you were a libertarian.
2: <laughs> well, I, I you're you're got you are in Austin, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I recognize the phone number. So, yeah, I'm from Austin. We have a certain uh people who have been in Austin have that certain uh outlook that we share. So, I understand exactly where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> yeah, but excuse me, gentlemen, gentlemen, ahead. excuse me. There are no yes. libertarians anymore. We're all Marxists. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. The thing that you were concerned about the government in regards to digital currency. Uh, do you have a you have a question for um for Dr. Strauss? No.
1: As no, uh, I, I have to uh, embarrassingly admit I'm um, very ignorant of the cryptocurrency uh, scene. Uh, I, I know, one of my sons has been playing the Bitcoin pretty good, and he's doing well down in Florida.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I have. You know, there is one question. What was that cryptocurrency that he said was sixty cents? That's that which was, one was that, sir? Go, go ahead.
2: Oh yeah, sure. That was Dodge. D O G E.
1: Okay, I want
2: to
1: write that End down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, my I wife mean, is it... in financial services. Wait, it's just called Dodge. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, Dodge Dodge Coin, but um, you you reference it by uh, the ticker, and the ticker is D O G E. You do know O-G-E, what? You know do what? You. Yeah. And and again, as okay, I mentioned in is. the beginning,
0: as I mentioned in the beginning, Doctor Strout, if you put a dollar or two dollars. You have about 600 to $700 right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing.
0: Um, yeah, it is. It's unbelievable.
1: Uh,
0: well, the thing about the Chinese creating their own digital currency, a first for a major economy, is basically they're converting link, legal tender money into a, a programming code. And they've implemented that. So, I think one of the reasons they did again, they're a very centralized government, and they'll they wanna, they wanna eliminate cash they wanna eliminate the, yeah. the the black market underground market, and now they're doing it
2: yeah um well you know they they so when the when the central government eliminates their own cash on the fiat cash, that is a liberty constraining move. Because um, cash, cash is freedom, you know, to, to buy and sell without governmental oversight. Um, and when they issue a dig- this is what I don't, I think what we, we share this idea that we don't like centralization. When they issue, reissue that as a digital currency, that's trying to seize more control and more oversight over how people spend their money. With uh, cryptocurrencies, it's decentralized. So it's – actually, you can think of it as – it was the original white paper for Bitcoin called it this peer-to-peer cash. So it's a cash system that is beyond the control of central governments. And the only thing it shares with those governmental issue digital currencies is the fact that they are both digital and, as you were saying, uh, money that is implemented as computer code. But that's all they share but they couldn't be more different in their applications and uh, philosophical underpinnings.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I, in complete agreement, totally. Uh, the Federal Reserve Bank, basically the, the, the big shot of, of all the central banks out there, is, has started to, to implement a credit digital currency bank. Where do you see that going?
2: Wow. Um, yeah. I, so this is the first I've heard of that. So now we've exceeded um, my, what I'm familiar with. So I need to – I don't know very much about that topic and what the central bank is, is planning with, with that. So, um, yeah, okay. I need to look into that. Yeah. They started uh, about
0: two years ago and i i've been following and it's basically like you said the united states will be going in that direction and i think that's one of the uh the the reasons that uh they're creating uh a digital crypto uh currency credit bank oh wow yeah it's uh very very advanced so far and um uh, it's going to be implemented I believe very soon.
2: I need to read up on that. That sounds pretty interesting. Okay, so for our
0: listening audience out there, uh, the difference. What what, would you. What would be the best description for a a hardware hardware wallet? We have a digital wallet and then a hardware wallet. What would be what would be the best description of that?
2: Well, yeah, so. A hardware wallet. I mean, on a really basic level, it's where you keep your cryptocurrency. Beyond that, the and how do, the question is maybe how does it work? Mm-hmm. So on a functional level, what you do is you have a, something that's about the size of a USB stick. Um, mm-hmm. You you're on your computer and there's a computer program, and you say, oh, I want to send you know ten dollars. You know, well, let's say I want to send. Uh, I'm trying to think of a hundred dodge to somebody. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that would be a normal size thing. I could uh, so I say a hundred dodged coins to somebody, and the computer program uh, you, you'll say, oh, you have their address where it's going to send it to. Each each person will have an address or multiple addresses where you send cryptocurrency to, and you type that into your screen, and then you type how much, and then the program will prompt you to plug in your hardware wallet. And on the hardware wallet itself, or on the computer screen, you will uh, type in securely your passcode. And then, after you type in your passcode, it will say to confirm the transaction. And once you confirm the transaction, it'll send it off. And so the hard and but you cannot do that hard that transaction without the hardware wallet. And um, the question is, well, how does it work? Well, just like sending cryptocurrencies is just like sending a check. You have to sign the check. And everybody's familiar with signing a check. You grab a pen and you sign it. Well, with a hardware wallet, it signs the transaction with your with your keys. That's what's needed to sign a transaction. Keys are a mathematical number that nobody knows. Actually, you don't even know it's encoded on your hardware wallet. And that hardware wallet can sign that transaction internally. So there's no way you can, you can spend the money without that hardware wallet. And we actually use this technology, even if you've never used cryptocurrencies, you actually use this signing the signature technology every single day when you, have a, when you put your credit card in and you either tap it or you put the chip in. Um, if you slide it, you're not using this technology, but it's the chip on your credit card that signs a transaction whenever you want to spend a credit card. So they took that technology, just put it into a hardware wallet for cryptocurrencies, and that's how a hardware wallet works. Um, and, of course, there's all kinds of math and cryptography that is very complicated and hard to get into, but that's the basic idea from you know, the physical device, how you use it. And the basic type of technology that's working underneath the hood. Right, right. And and then when it comes to uh, having an
0: encryption key. Mm-hmm. The encryption yeah, key, but- as I mentioned, I've mentioned in in previous programs. Uh, the encryption key. A lot of folks out there. There's been cases where they forgot the encryption key, and they, and they cannot access. They're cryptocurrency.
2: Yes. So this is the one part where people uh, sometimes they they don't feel comfortable with cryptocurrency because it's unique to our experience. Usually, the 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 upside of having a bank is they, you know, they can handle it for you. You you forget something your cre- your bank account number your password or something you can go in so show some ID you can get access to your funds so currency it every bit of it uh, falls on the individual so yeah. what what typically happens is somebody buys some dogecoin in 2014 on a lark you know and then they put it in a wallet and then they write it down on a receipt and they put the receipt in a drawer and then one day they clean the drawer out and they throw the receipt with the password for their wallet, <laughs> you know this happened millions of times. No telling how much Dodge is out there. I mean, because it's so high now, and Dodge people, you know, they didn't take it seriously a long time ago. Now they're taking it seriously. Um, and uh, you know, you can go on Twitter today and see probably two or three. If you were to thumb through the thing, I saw at least one story today on, on one, one, one person tweeting how they lost their Dodge wallet. Um, so that 's the the one thing that I think people don 't feel entirely comfortable with is they it's it 's their responsibility. I have a whole protocol when I have a wallet, I engrave it on metal and you know if my house burns down i 'm going to be able to find the metal and you know and access the funds um and but that 's how you 'd probably not have to go that far. you definitely want to write it down put it in your you know, gun safe or uh, you know uh, any other kind of safe or something like that, um, and keep your keep keep the, your paper in there so that you can access those funds. And um, the one little uh, you know uh it I, w- I want to give everybody is even if you get something that's uh, you know you spend a few dollars today, like you were saying, you could turn around and it could be worth you know thousands of dollars later. So, you know, take your cryptocurrency seriously. We're still in the beginning of state, stages of it. It could grow in value beyond kind of your wildest expectations because that's how these markets still are because they're so new.
0: Definitely. Uh, 254, 654, do you have a question for Dr. Strout? Hello? No, not right now. Okay. So as we go on to technology, the crypto industry, where do you see crypto currency reaching the masses? You know, I mean starting to grow but still it's not really well known unless someone tells you. It's not advertised. Yeah. there's no I don't see the advertisement when it comes to crypto uh investing out
2: there like you do with stocks sure i mean because there's really no money to advertise it with i mean the the it, in fact if you see an advertisement for a crypto um you know don't buy it the real crypto uh is it's grass it's really grassroots it's the only way it can exist is is organic it's guys like me obviously my crypto is not as as Um, you know, popular as others, but it still works. I mean, it works great. Uh, But, you know, somebody starts it. Somebody has a vision for the technology. They feature technological features they want in their cryptocurrency. They work on it. They launch it. People mine it, you know, fairly. My computer works. Your computer works. I get some. You get some. It gets distributed that way. This is exactly how Dodge did it. Um, And, uh, and, they, Dodge never, ever had a marketing budget. The guy who invented Dodge thought he was doing great to buy a used like Toyota Tercel or something. It may, no, it was a Honda Civic, but it was a little bit step up from the Tercel, but, um, but that's, that's what he did with the money. and It was used. And he's, he, I mean, if he kept the money for that Honda Civic, I mean, he would probably be a billionaire right now, but, uh, but, they, there was never any money to advertise Dodge. And Dodge, the only way it gets advertised, the reason so many people know about it was the genius idea of making it a meme. You know, guys like Elon Musk can latch onto it. It's something right. that they can remember that dog that is the, the uh, mascot of the coin, but there was never a marketing budget and it completely grew organically. People mind it. It came into existence. Um, you know, fairly, and it got distributed fairly. And now it's, you know, the same, I guess it's people who are in, were into the meme stocks are now doing the meme coins and it's going up in value for that reason. And it's a genuinely useful cryptocurrency. So um, yeah, I don't any, I don't think it will ever be the case that anybody will take a cryptocurrency seriously that is being advertised. Okay. Um, and that's just the nature of it. Fantastic. Now,
0: can we go and, and discuss your company, the, the, the Stealth Coin Ticker, that was sure. created in 2014? Uh, you're, you're indicating that it currently trades on multiple in, international exchanges. So it's not trading on on, on the uh, stock uh, Nasdaq or the New York Stock Exchange.
2: Right. Um, I mentioned three exchanges. We're on one of those. It's uh, Bitrex.
0: Oh, the Bitrex. Right. So
2: that's our. That's our biggest exchange. Um, and, uh, yeah, I launched it in 2014. Uh, I, I, what, soon after I got into cryptocurrency, and I still believe this to say, I I thought to myself, people are one, one day are going to realize the value of privacy. So Bitcoin is semi-private. If anybody can figure out which address is yours, they can see how much Bitcoin you're receiving and how much you're sending. And there's companies that do – analysis on blockchains, which is that ledger, Um, they can do analysis and they can piece together who's sending who what, um, and the government pays for these services. Um, And so this is what it's evolved to if you don't have privacy, but there are technologies to make cryptocurrencies private. And so I wanted to launch a coin that was going to be a private coin, um, and I just wanted to use a private coin, so I thought I could do it and we launched in 2014, and um, yeah, it was mined out fairly. And uh, I was the, I developed it, and I've just it's been a kind of a pet project of mine. It's like you know what I do in my spare time, and um, and I go and work on it. And then what we did is uh, a, another guy wanted to be involved, and we wanted to uh, you know put a little bit of our own money into it in order to to do things like you know. Uh, Create a wallet that goes on your phone. So you can down, download the StealthSend wallet for iOS and Android. It's just a place to hold your your coins. You still have to go to Bitrex and buy them. You're not buying them for me, but we wanted just a way to manage that. Uh, the, the finances of that between the two of us. And so we set up a company, the stealth R&D. So that's the nature of the comp to do accounting with so that we, you know, in case if, uh, in, in case if anything happens to one or the other, there's a legal way to, to get everybody's money back. If we have a pool of money, we're just working from day to day, but that's the whole nature of the company. But I spend, um, just a ton of time writing code on that. And uh, recently um, – and we're about to go – we're we're live on the chain with the code changes, but the code changes haven't gone into effect yet. But the, the block, we're going to have five-second – we're going from one-minute blocks down to five-second blocks. So you can send somebody coins that they can spend, and it, they can spend them in five seconds after you send them. That's on the order of a credit – you know, how long it takes you to put your credit card into the reader and – and it to say that it's approved, um, and then also we're gonna we have uh, coming up shortly after on the little schedule we, we have on the uh, the code has a schedule. That then we'll go into uh, fee feeless transactions where you don't even pay a fee. So if I take and send you one stealth, I'm only out one stealth, and you get one stealth, and nobody and uh, I don't have to pay a fee on that transaction. Typically, the sender has to pay a fee on every transaction. Um, with feeless transactions, you don't have to do that. So these are the kinds of things that I'm implementing on Stealth. And we just want it to be the most practical um, cryptocurrency that is private. And it's just like Dodge, except instead of buying a Toyota Tercel, well, a Honda Civic, I'm, uh, I'm just sticking with it and um, trying to make the coin better and better every year. And I think it's getting a lot better. But that's the story of Stealth.
0: So what what is what is a stealth coin going for? Uh
2: I I have to look. I think it's like 19 cents these 19, days.
0: 19 cents? Okay.
2: And yes. then and then the and then
0: the, ga- the gas fee, which is the transaction fee, because your your blockchain really processes things really fast, the price goes down, right?
2: Yeah, so right now for a transaction it's it's uh, two tenths of a cent to send something, um, and that's pretty much a function of the low price and everything. But in um, in about I think it's uh, two like two and a half maybe three weeks when feeless transactions kick in, it will cost you nothing to send send one. So and that's going to be the standard. So there will never like you were mentioning Ethereum had low gas fees, yeah, and now it's what has happened is all these big chains, just, I would love to address this. All these big chains have, there's only so much, you know, bandwidth that a chain Mm -hmm. can carry. And, and what happens if you notice the transaction fees, they balance out. When Bitcoin has $30 transaction fees, which is crazy to send something, right? Then Ethereum has $30, $30 transaction fees. And so, um, What's going to happen is all these big crypto I just say all these big cryptocurrencies coming up and um, Bitcoin is going to get you know the like Ethereum is going to slowly push the market cap of Bitcoin and the reason is is because there's just this equilibrium between market cap and transaction fee and mostly transaction fee people just want to send their money from one place to the other and they're going to find a cheaper alternative and then that's going to put demand on that blockchain and then those fees are going to go up and then people are going to look into something else. So right now, I think, you know, they're using Binance chain, which is not completely centralized. so They need to be decentralized. So they need to be careful there. And now another cryptocurrency like uh, called Sol, Solana is starting to get a lot of use and slowly more and more cryptocurrencies are going to get used. Their market caps are going to go up and they're going to, and the fees are going to equilibrate with the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance chain fees, I think the binance chain fees are getting up there too, and soon Solana will too. Oh, yeah. um, but there are, there are a few cryptocurrencies that want to address this. Um, one of them is nano it has it is uh, right now probably the uh, one of the very few cryptocurrencies that will always have zero fees, and it gets there instantly. It, was, uh, it takes everything that Bitcoin was supposed to be and pushes it to the absolute limit and um uh, in that model stealth is going to have 5 second transactions which is almost instant it's, you know it's still 5 seconds and then also feeless transactions and these chains you know we're going to see how they they uh if they ever get real use if those feeless transactions if this kind of technology that i have i've designed and invented on the stealth chain and nano has if these can keep up with the the demand because The the price is going to be zero, so we expect the demand to be high, so we'll see. I mean, the the, the fee is going to be zero. The price of the coin may go up or down. Well, you know, when when I started
0: purchasing some of the Ethereum, I would purchase them in the middle of the night because Ah. transaction and bandwidth, there would be more bandwidth out there, and the price of the gas fees would be
2: lower than in the middle of the day. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Certainly, yeah, it goes every it, it does go in cycles every day. Yeah. Um, you have to hit that magic moment whenever the peop- whatever right before people in China start waking up because they use cryptocurrencies heavily over there. By the way, Ethereum
0: 2.0 is going to be released in multiple phases. I think that that's going to enhance uh, Ethereum.
2: Oh, yeah, I hope so. That would be very cool if Ethereum could start to live up to its potential as a smart contract platform. The only thing yes. really holding it down are the, are the fees. The gas um, fees, yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, if, if you can
0: provide us with a website, uh, you know, a, a, any information where basically uh, if, if any of our listening audience is interested in in pursuing and buying some of your Stealth coins? I know they have to go to the exchange, like Coinbase or mm-hmm. or, or Bitrex. Or
2: Yes, for Stealth, the absolute best, you know, if you want to buy some, I'm not saying to buy it or not, but if you do want to buy some, is at Bitrex. And uh, to learn more about the coin, uh, go to stealth.org, S-T-E-A-L-T-H dot O-R-G, and um, if you really want to know about it, if you're you know if you're not just there for number go up, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to learn or learn about the coin, we have a we have a new we have a blog, um, and uh, and really reading that is reading the blog that we have um, the development blog. Start at the first one and and see if you can muscle your way through. Then you'll really understand a lot more about cryptocurrency. You'll understand what we're doing with stealth. And uh, it will – I recommend this, doing this on any time you invest or, you know, you buy a cryptocurrency. See how much you can, you can learn about it. And um, since I believe that, I've tried to put as much of my uh, thinking and uh, activities working on the project as I can into written form, so that people could make an informed decision if they wanted to get into self on, on the level of buying it um, So, yeah, stealth.org. Now, is BitREx and Gemini as
0: demanding when it comes to signing up as Coinbase? Because I'll tell you, I was not happy with the way Coinbase – I mean, you have to take your picture, and it has to be at the right angle with your ID. Otherwise, you cannot – they will not uh, take you.
2: Yeah, so um that's the thing is uh is is we're American citizens and yep. this no matter where we go and do our financial services, they're going to basically want everything. That's called KYC and um the government every government and state governments has deemed cryptocurrency uh exchanges to be in the financial services sector and so they have to do their KYC. So, yeah, they're all gonna they're all gonna be terrible like that. Um, in my experience, Coinbase is the worst. Yeah. Gemini is super friendly uh, by comparison, but still a hassle. Um, I did Kraken; it was pretty good. But I'm in Washington State, so uh, it's tough for I can't use them right now because of Washington State's laws. Um, and Bitrex. I did it a, a while ago, and it is it is pretty easy um, to do. So I think Bitrex is pretty friendly, at least when I did it. But that was like three or four years. That was like three years ago now that I did all theirs. that's when they first implemented the KYC. And the old – KYC is know your customer. In the old days right. when I first started, you know, you could have a I. I was at Bitrex back whenever you could sign up with just an email that would be like, an anonymous email, and have a 1,337 Bitcoin per day withdrawal limit. Um, but now I don't know what I'm down to on my withdrawal limit, and I've done the full KYC. So, you know, <laughs> that's just how it is in the United States. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you,
0: it was it was a very, very frustrating experience. I, I was able to go through Coinbase, and I still have my Coinbase uh, account, but it was not... Really, uh, a pleasant, and I think most people would probably get really frustrated and say "the hell with it." So that's a uh, well, Doctor Strout, I really enjoyed, and I believe everyone that has been listening has been really paying attention. Uh, in summarizing our interview tonight, what would be your best recommendation for future crypto? Owners or investors.
2: Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, learn as much as you can about them. And if you feel good about the team and the goals of the project and the um, progress they've made, then then that that's only the, that's when you invest. Don't go chasing a pump. You know, if it's going up and up and up, don't buy it for fear of missing out. That's called FOMO. Learn and learn as much as you can, and then put your money where your knowledge is. And and the good thing
0: today is that with crypto, you can invest a dollar, $5, $10 in them. Yes. So, thank you very much, Dr. Stroud. Please come back, and we look forward to um, the very best for you and your company. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Next week, we have another guest. Fantastic.
1: Uh, and Exciting, right, Mark? Yes, we have. We'll have Mr. Hurst sing running in the GOP New Jersey Senate primary against uh, Jack C. Uh, who I, I I have a motto: Jack C. Is Jack S. But, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to thank I wanted to thank students for a better future. Our yes. uh, benefactor, yes.
0: you are the you are the one that that knows how to say that better than anyone all right we'll see each other we'll see each other next week and hopefully the cryptocurrency educational night uh has been beneficial for everyone god bless and uh, god bless america good night
1: good night